Welcome to the Encounter Mercy Podcast. Father Andy, you're going to the Holy Land uh, next week. Yeah. I mean, it's coming up really fast. So are you ready? I think so. Let's see. I still have, of course, to pack my bag for clothes. You got to do the laundry. You'll do that the night before. Of course, like any good person would do. <laughs> um, so I got to pack. I got to also pack up the dog. He's got to go somewhere. I don't know what, what I'm going to do with him yet. You know, you like, have a good border. Well, no, not right now. The person I was, had agreed that something major came up and so they couldn't do it, which totally makes sense. So now he's going to stay with my dad and well, that's probably not going to go over too well. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but you know, I just got the, uh, travel adapters for my phone and my camera and all that oh, stuff. Yeah, I didn't think so they have different plugs over there. Yeah. 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 I didn't think of that. Yeah. So I got to take all those things. Just got those in the mail. So those are ready to go. Passports ready. I got my, uh, all the information. I think the one that's more ready and excited is my mom though. Oh yeah. She's going to love it. I mean, this is her first time and this is my second. I'm and looking she's, but she And it. she's going with her son. Yeah. She's uh, her son who's a priest and we're going to yeah. be you know, visiting places like the oh, Holy yeah. Sepulchre and uh, seeing the place where Christ was born, where he died, where he rose, all those places. And uh, she's just ecstatic. And I, I, I am too. I'm to excited for you. So what, what is it you look forward to the most? Mm, going back to the Holy Sepulchre. So I may have mentioned this before, but one of the things that just completely still to this day gives me chills is when I think about, because to celebrate mass at the Holy Sepulchre, which is the place where Christ was buried, you have to be up as a Catholic. You have to be up really, really, really early, like really early. You have to be at the Holy Sepulchre, I think, like by 5 a.m. or maybe 4.30 to get to have mass oh, there. that's really early for you. It is. I mean, when I sleep till noon on a normal <laughs> basis, you know, and then I stay up until midnight. But um, still, I, when, I, that's so early for me. And you have to walk through the old city of Jerusalem. But when you get in there, it's dark. It's right at that time of day where the sun's just starting to come out and the sounds are so eerie. Uh, not to be funny about the fact that we live in eerie. Uh, I see what I, you, you know, did there. When I was in seminary, they always say, oh, it's the eerie seminarians. How eerie is eerie? Oh. Anyway, um, <laughs> but you're getting, you come into this building because the sepulcher is like a, a church inside of a church. And um, you come into this space and it's cavernous. And so all the sounds echo and even just the smallest little whispers, it, it can echo and get louder and louder. Is this, do you have to get on your knees to get in? Is this that, am I thinking of a different? Yeah. No. Like you have to like no, no, bend yeah, that, down again? That's, that's uh, Bethlehem. Oh, that's Bethlehem. okay. Yep. All right. My bad. But uh, no, no, good, good call because that is in the Holy Land as well. But yeah, you're right. That's Bethlehem where you do that to get into the uh, church and the nativity. But uh, the Holy Sepulchre, you're... You wake up early in the morning. The sun isn't out yet. You get inside this building. You realize you have to be very quiet because everybody's really quiet. Um, you know, you're for me at least, you're disoriented because you're tired from the trip. For us, it was later in the week, later in the 10 days that we were there. So you're tired. So you're kind of disoriented. But what got me was as the sun comes up and how the light reflected on everything and the change from the darkness to the light and but the sounds that came with it so like you don't hear a lot of sounds or birds in the night but then as the sun comes up you hear the morning doves start their cooing and you hear the um 
crows cawing and flapping and fluttering around. And off in the distance, you hear the um, chanting of the different Christianity groups. You, you hear the Orthodox and the Armenians chanting their liturgies off in the distance, and it just echoes. And it's very eerie. But it's so cool. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know how to describe it. I hope. I hope I can get some audio that might do it justice. Please do. I'm gonna Please try. Do. I mean, I'm obviously I'm gonna do everything I can to get as much audio. But yeah, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Nice. That, going back to the because I'm an audio guy. I love audio. As you can probably tell if you're listening, if you've been listening from the beginning, the audio has gotten a lot better yeah. since we first started. Yeah. Uh, that recorder that you have yeah. does it have does it have a microphone built into it? Yeah. Good microphones built into it. It's kind of like yours here. Oh, perfect. It just doesn't have the dead cat. You don't have the dead cat. I got to pick up dead. And my microphones don't point in. So that's the downside is they point out. But I got to get a dead cat. That's, that's on the, that's on the Amazon list. I just haven't bought it yet. If you don't know what a dead, we're not talking about actual dead cats. No. (laughs) Look it up. Microphone dead cat. Uh, Yeah. You'll know. It's a fuzzy thing that goes on the end of a microphone. Try to get rid of that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. No, that's that's so cool. I'm so excited for you. Uh, and the other thing that's really, I mean, this happened the last time I was there as well, but it was kind of cool for this to be a part of our Lenten journey, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Again. You're going in Lent. Have you, so you've never been there? Well, we did. Lent? Last time we were there, oh, okay. it was Lent as well. But it was kind of cool because um, even though it's Lent, um, so, you know, during Lent, all of the masses are purple and it's much more of a somber solemn effect well whenever you go to like when you're at the church in the nativity you don't celebrate lent you celebrate christmas so every time you go and you have mass in the church in the nativity you're celebrating christmas and every time you go to the uh, holy sepulcher to celebrate mass you celebrate easter and every time you go to um uh the feeding of the 5,000 on the hillside there, you celebrate that. So no matter what time of year? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Wow. Yeah. Or for instance, when you go to um, Mount uh, the, the Mountain of the Transfiguration, that's another awesome place. That's so cool. Um, we'll get some video of that from my last time there because it's really cool. But um, you celebrate Transfiguration every time. All the masses are the transfiguration. That is so cool. Yeah, and I'll get someone to explain it better because I'm not good at explaining that, but it's because of the fact the Holy See has made a statement that if you go to these churches when the priest celebrates mass, you celebrate the the feast day of that location in the Holy Land. Wow. I, I'm going to have to go with you next time you go. Yeah, we'll one. see when that's going to happen. I don't know. The, the flight is what uh, is daunting to me. I, can, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. <laughs> I, I hate traveling with a passion, but it'll be great once I'm there. Awesome. So talking about Lent though, you know, and the fact that I'm going to be seeing all these places that kind of happened during the different times of Christ's life. um, Lent for us, of course, is going to be starting in a week, a week from today. Yeah. With Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. So, you know, the unofficial uh, holy day of obligation, it seems, because it's not a holy day of obligation. Uh, I just want to put that out there. It is not a holy day of obligation to go but to it Ash Wednesday. It is nice to see everybody transition, packed you know. in, even at noon mass. Yes, yes, to receive their ashes. And that's wonderful. I'm gr- glad that people do that. But um, for if anybody ever tries to tell you that Ash Wednesday is holy day of obligation for the umpteenth time, I'm telling you, no, it is not. It could someday become hey, one, but it's but- not. 
we should you should still go absolutely you should, you should but uh, see that's one of the things even if talk it's about. even if it's just for you go back to work after your lunch you went to noon mass and people are like hey you got you something got on some your head smudge on your head there uh, i know it's there yeah, yeah, yeah i know thank you it's ash wednesday thank you and they're like what's that or oh i forgot yeah yeah so um but you know so for lent we have the three traditional things that we always talk about and that's prayer fasting and almsgiving and so as we step into lent we really need to think about now so we're a week out we have plenty of time to figure this out what practices are we going to take up this lent and that can be um how are you going to to fulfill these three areas you know it's not you pick one or the other you're supposed to do all three right and so how exactly are you going to pick up the um prayer you know how are you going to advance the prayer in your life or what are you going to do to increase the fasting or you know or how are you going to be giving alms and all three of those things are um, possibilities to uh, further enhance our Lenten experience. So, what about you, Vince? Have you have you thought anything about the whole the prayer? What are you, what are you going to do for Lent? All right. So I mentioned. Uh, well, let's going back to like I think December now. I think it was our Advent. Probably. Was there an Advent or it might have been a Christmas episode? I can't remember. Anyway, I mentioned that I was doing the Liturgy of the Hours. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, that's kind of dropped off. Sure. And uh, just because I, I'm always trying to, it's hard to find time. Yeah. And I'm making excuse, excuses. Sure. I, I always do whenever I I say that I'm not praying enough. And, uh, and so I, re- I want to start doing that again. And I think that's a good one to do. So first off the bat, coming from the mind of a priest, the first thing I would tell anybody when they're trying to come up with Lenten practices is don't put yourself in a place where you know you're going to fail, right? So like, don't make it so difficult that you know for a fact you will not be able to do it. Like, I have the time. Oh, sure. It's and just so, what I choose to do with my time. Well, and that's exactly the next thing is... Um, if it's going to be prayer, if you're going to focus most of your energy on increasing your prayer life, which of course we should be all be doing, but if that's going to be your focus for Lent, well, then what you should do, and this isn't just for you, this is for everybody that's listening. Um, the first thing you should do is sit down and look at your daily schedule and immediately block out time ahead of time. Because if, like, for instance, if you say, oh, I'll get to it when I get to it. Well, you know, as well as I know, that's oh, yeah. never going to happen. Same same thing with the gym and all that other stuff. Yeah. I mean, look at me. Look how fat I am. I'll get to that gym <laughs> when I need to, you know, as I slowly die of diabetes. Um, but <laughs> Diabetes. So you have, you have to carve out the time ahead of time. Same thing with me when I have to pray the Liturgy of the Hours, right? So I have to pray the Liturgy of the Hours five times a day. And so I know that first thing in the morning, I have to get my prayer started. And if I don't, then it's not going to get done. Right. So I have to focus on that. And so that's for everybody. That's not just for you. That's not just for the laity. That's that's for priests as well. We have to focus on our prayer and be able to take that up. Now, fasting is always a fun one because there's three things that you know come to my mind immediately. The first one is, well, Father, can't, uh, you know, is giving up chocolate for Lent a bad thing? Well, no. But if that's all you're doing, then, you know, you really got to, you got to think about it. Like you could probably be doing a little more. Well, father, I'm going to give up pornography or masturbation for Lent. That's my fasting. Well, now wait a minute. 
wait a minute. You, you can't fast from something that's bad, <laughs> something that you're not supposed to be doing in the first place. <laughs> oh, well, well, then what should I be fasting from? Well, there's a whole list of different things we could talk about. But what exactly is fasting? Well, it's giving up a good and replacing it with something else that is essentially a good um, so that you can further your experience and further your uh, experience of Christ. So, you you know, you don't give up something bad. Like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give up, um, I don't know, uh, uh, this is going to be bad. Uh, I'm going to give up uh, um, shooting hookers or running them down the street. You know, no, no, probably shouldn't be doing that in the first place. You know, what comes to mind is is that horrible, horrible video game, Grand Theft Auto. You know, you probably shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. Um, you, you don't give up something that's automatically bad because um, you want to better yourself. I mean, like, you should be doing that ahead of time anyway. Right. It should be something that is a good that you're giving up that makes you uncomfortable so that you can offer that suffering to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And, and can there be... Um, can there be a benefit for it? Absolutely. You know, the giving up the chocolate thing. Well, is it bad that you're giving up the chocolate? No, because, you know, chocolate is a good thing. But if you're eating it each and day, every day, all day, all the time, that that can be a problem. Sure. But um, could you also benefit from um, giving up chocolate? Yeah, you can lose weight. You can um, get healthier. You can do other things. You can replace that chocolate with uh, my absolute hated uh, vegetable of celery. But, you know, you could do all these things. They they're give you a benefit, but the whole purpose isn't just for the fact of I want to look good. Right, because then you take that whole thing that I just said and just turn it back on yourself. And yeah. it's very selfish. Very selfish. And, you know, what? That's not that's not the point of no, this. No, no. And the, the whole point of fasting is to step out of oneself and recognize that um, you can grow in offering up a good for something or someone. And here's the other thing. And I don't know if this I, I I don't even know why it's been brought up. But people are always looking for an out. They're always looking yeah. for a way to. I've heard from several people that I think Sundays. Yeah. During yeah. Lent that uh, you can you can do whatever it is that you gave up. Like if you have to think like that, then you're defeating the whole entire purpose of fasting. So I was uh, to prepare for this. I was kind of laughing because I went um, to the USCCB and they have questions and answers about Lent and Lenten practices. And one of the things is, why do you say there are 40 days of Lent when you count all the days from Ash Wednesday through Holy Saturday, there's 46 um, and their answer is, it might be more accurate to say that there are 40-day fast with, uh, there's a, the 40-day fast within Lent. Historically, Lent has varied from uh, a week to three weeks to the present configuration of 46 days. The 40-day fast, however, has been more stable. Uh, the Sundays of Lent are certainly part of the time of Lent, but they are not prescribed days of fast and abstinence. And so so uh, the next question, which gets to this, is, so does that mean that when we give something up for Lent, such as candy, we can have it on Sundays? here's their political answer. Uh, apart from the prescribed days of fast and abstinence on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. So let's go back and pinpoint this out. Fast and abstinence. Fasting um, from, um, you know, the things that we're giving up. We're supposed to only have uh, two small meals and one large meal. Uh, but then abstinence, we're also looking at uh, abstaining from meat. 
um, so no meat for people mm-hmm. uh, between the specific ages. Uh, so it it says, um, and the days of absence every Friday of Lent, Catholics have traditionally chosen additional penitential practices for the whole time of Lent. These practices are disciplinary in nature and kept often more uh, effective if they are continuous. In other words, also kept on Sundays as well. That being said, such practices are not regulated by the church, but by individual conscience. So the other, the whole point is, is that, well, does that mean you can go, you don't have, you can have your candy or whatever on Sundays? Yes, fine. If you want to, go ahead. But what's the more prudent thing to do? Right. If you're trying to weasel yourself out of it, you're defeating the whole entire purpose. You're not helping yourself <laughs> at all. No, no. <laughs> So that was funny. We didn't even plan that, and you had that prepared. I love it. Well, yeah, I was reading. And I'm like, yeah, that that uh, I hear that all the time. So I can I can eat my sugar and beer on Sundays. Sure, fine, whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you no because that's not what the church says. But um, so but what does fasting mean? Well, it really is giving up a good for benefiting not only your own prayer life, your own spirituality, but possibly even someone else. Yeah, because you can. When you're suffering, and I'm not saying that like... It's a suffering of some sort, but right, it's not it's, as major as some people want to say. But no, exactly. it's still suffering. Yes. When you're suffering in the fullness of Christ, yeah, it brings you closer to him. And so that's that's the point here. It's not to give something up so I can lose weight. Right. Or to find a way to cheat so on Sundays I can have my chocolate or... Like we keep saying chocolate because that's what everyone says, or exactly. TV or whatever chocolate, it is. TV, whatever you want to say. But I mean, heck, I, I, I the reason why I always say chocolate is because I love chocolate, and I know I should give it up. But you know, in any event, um, so that's prayer. We've talked about a little bit about prayer, making sure that you find time in your daily life. But then, uh, and then fasting, and then we got this one that everybody always says. Well, but what do you? Wait, you asked me what I was. My prayer plans were. What are your prayer plans? Oh, my prayer plans. Well, of course, I, I continue with the things that I have to do. So there's something else. That's another reason why I talked about things we have to do. You can't count what you're already doing as a part of your Lenten practices because you're supposed to be already doing it. Right. It defeats right? the purpose again. Right. So I can't count, you know, oh, I pray the office or, oh, I pray this or I pray that when I do that on a normal basis. But what I'm going to do is... Um, in a more definitive way, in a more um, conscious effort. You know, I read scripture daily as it is now, but I, I'm going to focus that through, um, someone handed me a uh, Lenten prayer book, which I think is great. And and they handed it to me, uh, it was a priest, and he said, you should really look at this. And I started just thumbing through it a few days ago, and I thought, wow, this is really good. And it has uh, 46 days, if you want to know the truth, of uh, Lenten practices and uh, prayers, and it, it helps... Um, guide people into that experience of faith. And so I'm going to follow through with that, um, but continuing my normal practices. Um, But some other things that maybe our our listeners listeners should think about is, um, you know, well, when it comes to increasing your prayer, going to Mass. Yeah, that's a really good one. Not just on Sundays. Yeah. Maybe like every day. 
Right. You, most parishes have multiple times for daily mass. At least in big cities. If you come out to, if you leave the city of Erie, hate to break it to you, uh, I'm going to, you know, you're not going to have as much luck of finding multiple times a day. That's true. But if that means that you have to find somewhere, I know for people that have to be to work by 8 a.m., that doesn't work all that well, but... A lot of places have noon mass. A lot of places do. Some places OLP, even have... I know in Erie does. Yeah. And that's, I try to get down there every once in a while. At the least. cathedral I, in Erie. And then you yep. have, um, you know, the the evening masses, some at 5, some at 5.15, some at 5.30, some at 6. You know, check your parish bulletin. And sure. if you can make it to mass, or if you can set your schedule so that you can make it to mass, I, I would suggest that um, that is a beneficial practice. The other thing I would suggest is that um, when it comes to trying to get to mass, if you can't actually make it there, read the readings online. You know, mm-hmm. spend some time in prayer with the readings online from the USCCB. Yeah, they have them, and they have them set out every day, and that's a good way to enter into that mystery. Even though you can't receive the Eucharist and you can't be at the sacrifice, you can still participate, even somewhat, in it. So that way, that's a good opportunity. So. Adoration is a good one too. Adoration I, is an excellent. I way. Uh, I went to adoration at the cathedral on St. Patrick's Day, probably I think it was two years ago. Sure, and that it was really cool because I could have been out drinking and yeah, having a you know whatever. Uh, but no, we we chose to go there instead, and it was great. And there's all different you know different ways you can do adoration, like at St. Joseph's Bread of Life, um, in their adoration chapel, they have 24 hour Eucharistic adoration all the time. The only time it doesn't happen, um, unless there's, you know, reasons like for instance, um, bad weather, they usually mm-hmm. suspend it. Where's this? St. Joseph's in Erie over on, uh, West 24th street, 24th and, uh, uh, Sassafras. Oh, cool. So they have in their chapel. Um, and if you want to, you need to contact the parish office ahead of time to get the passcode. If you're going in after office hours, but if you want to stop in during office hours, you can go in and talk to, uh, uh, you know, the secretary and let her know that you're going down to the chapel. Um, but you can go in and the Eucharist is exposed, uh, 24, seven, 365 with exceptions for, emergencies, things like that. Um, or, you know, for instance, you don't have adoration on Good Friday. You sure. can't do that. So, um, but otherwise it's, the Eucharist is always exposed and always in prayer. You can always go there for a prayer. So, but it's a silent experience. But then you have other experiences of in your parish where maybe you start out with um, some form of prayer that's public. Maybe you have the rosary during months of May. Which is another good yeah, prayer that you can start to do. Even yep. if you can't, Maybe you don't have time for a whole rosary every day. Maybe you just do a decade a day. Right, right. Things like that. There are so many different types of prayer that you can do for this. Well, and and, there's no excuse in not finding one. Let's just say that. So here's, we uh, will get to this real quick, but I do have a list of like 12 things that, um, just something real quick, and we'll go through some of them, of 12 traditional Catholic Lenten practices. And by traditional, I mean like this is something that people kind of do every year, and it's been going on for many, many years, not like it's you know one side or the other. But the whole point is that they're good for everybody to look into. But the final third, third topic real quick on Lent that kind of feeds into this is Well, what are you fasting about? You didn't tell me that. What do you? Well, have we you chosen get into that? that. Oh, okay. I mean, all right. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. We're gonna get into that. All right. All right. But you okay? So you you. All right. I threw it around. I'm jumping all over the place, but I'm you know. So the third and final area we talked about prayer, fasting, and now almsgiving. So almsgiving is that giving of your wealth or your time to 
benefit someone or something else. So that can be, you know, you're giving, um, not just giving up, but maybe you're giving that extra money. Instead of going out for lunch, you're going to give that money to a charity or you're um, going to take that time that you could be spending on yourself and you're going to offer it, um, you know, in, in assisting at your local shelter or something like that. So that's that. But But back to the whole thought of things that you can do. So back to prayer, because here's one that we've talked about and have really hit home about over and over again on things that you should do during Lent. Do a true confession. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Like actually going to confession, paying attention to all of your sins and trying to um, truly ask God for forgiveness of them in the sacrament of reconciliation. Yes, you are forgiven of your sins when you truly are sorrowful for it in the sacrament of reconciliation, but it's it's always good. It's not a bad thing to sometimes go to confession and recognize that there are things in your past that whether you confess them or not, that you need to be forgiven of. Right. And, and to do an examination of conscience, really beneficial. Yeah. I mean, you yes, you can just decide one day as you're walking down the street to hop into the parish and yeah. get a confession without doing one or without doing a really in-depth one. And you're still absolved because yeah, maybe you forgot you're absolved of the ones that you forgot. And right. You confess. As long as you didn't, you but, know, but yeah, as long yeah. as you didn't purposely hold them back. Yeah. But if you do it, like, it's very beneficial to go through that exercise. Yeah. And some of the, you can find so many different types yeah. of examination of consciences. Yeah. And, uh, and, and there's, and we have one on our, our, episode about confession on our website. So you can check that out, but that's a good one. That's a good one to do is go to confession. And that's one of the requirements of the church. You're supposed to go to confession at a minimum of twice a year, but how often Vince should we be going to confession? At least once a month. Yes. Very good. Very good. So, you know, we have the uh, recommendation of by the church, the the mandate of the church that we go to confession at least twice a year. Yep. But um, really, we should be going more often than that. So Absolutely. it's good to be going to the sacrament of reconciliation. If you need more encouragement or to talk more about it, go ahead and listen to our episode on confession. Um, another thing that we already talked about, they suggest, is going to Mass every day. And so it's going to be difficult if you're outside the city of Erie, if your parish doesn't have a 7 a.m. or an evening Mass. But um, if you can get there, it's important that you do. Uh, praying the rosary is another wonderful practice that you can do during Lent. Um, and that is always, uh, encouraged is, you know, continue your prayer life and how start it now in Lent, but it should continue on after that. Uh, reading the Bible, um, praying the stations of the cross. You know, we do that in our churches on Friday of Lent. We always have that available in most of our churches um, that you can pray the stations of the cross in a public setting. If you can't do that, or, you know, maybe it's too late at night for you to get out or whatever it is, you know, try it, even just reading it um, on your own at home. That's a good thing too. Do you know, I have not been to stations of the cross since I was in fourth grade. Well, maybe this is the year. I, I, yes, I think you're right. Maybe, you know, I've been wanting, I think I've been wanting to, it's just, it's been hard. Yeah. With the kids, but we need to, and I think we'll at least make some time at least once or twice to do it. Here's this website suggests two things that kind of go together. And I think these are a lot of people started doing this as well. And I think it's a good one as well is, um, disconnecting from social media. And then the other one they say is just disconnect and stop watching the news. Both good ones. Both are very good practices mm-hmm. because um, disconnecting from social media is, uh, you know, 
what is that? You will find so much time to pray. Yeah. If you disconnect from social media. Yeah. I went through, I did that once. Yeah. There was one time it wasn't during, it wasn't for any prayerful intentions. Yeah. I just said enough is enough. I got to delete these things. Well, you know, there's that whole screen time. Um, let me see screen time on iOS. Yeah. So oh, you can see oh, yeah. like what did you, you know? Mine has gone up since we started this podcast. Well, I think we're too worried about our ratings or something like that. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> we're trying to get new ideas. I think it's the other thing is like our, we're trying to get new ideas, but the whole idea is that the screen time is um, a good way to judge like, okay, what am I wasting my time exactly. on? Exactly. And, and so taking a look at that and then meet news like news. Uh, we are in the midst of yet again, uh, a tumultuous time in the news of our country. You know, as we sit and record this, there are things going on in this world that are just, you and I can't change. But yes, we can, as long as we do through prayer. So the whole point is, is that, is it is it good to get your blood boiling, angry over one politician or the another, another because you don't like something they said? Or is it better that you stop and stop feeding into their um, wants to have their words be heard all mm-hmm. the time. And maybe, I don't know, just a novel idea, turning back and praying instead of letting your blood boil over something stupid someone said. Fantastic. So just stop watching the news. That's another Lenten thing you can do. Well, pray over your food. Bless praying your over food. your food. A lot of people don't do that. No. I mean, that's another great way to evangelize and be um, showing the world that you're you're paying attention to uh, your faith as well as your food. You know what's really intimidating when you first start, but really cool at the same time, is when you're at a restaurant and do it. Oh, yeah. Especially when you make the sign of the cross. Yeah. I don't think anyone really looks at you any different, but you feel like, I'm I'm on the spot now. Just try it when you're wearing a collar. <laughs> it just First off, they expect you to do it, but then they're like, whoa, they're really doing it. Um Another suggestion that this website makes is fast by eating healthy, but not only by eating healthy, but I know life is busy and you do a good job of this because I've seen you do it, but eating as a family. We try to every night. And that's good. That's really good. Some people don't, you know? And so that's another thing for Lent that maybe you can look at doing. Uh, Make a firm promise to absolutely not buy any fast food. I think that's what mine's going to be. That's a really good one. Because often I'll see, like, I'm starving, and I'll be like, all right, I just need something right now. I'm just going to stop at Wendy's or Burger King or... Chick-fil-A and Chipotle for this guy. A couple times a month. Got to stop. Maybe I should... I mean, whenever I'm in Erie, I try to go to Chick-fil-A just because I don't... The breakfast sandwiches? Oh, my goodness. Everything about Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. We need a Chick-fil-A in Meadville. That's besides the point. Um, (laughs) uh, No pizza either. You know, because I mean, pizza, wow, it's it's good and it can be good for you, but who needs all those carbs? Yeah, true. You know, I know I don't. I should stop eating that. Uh, so take sacrifice time to make delicious, healthy food because that's true. I mean, healthy food is can be really good mm-hmm. and it can be really good for you, but it sure. does take extra time. Yep. And the other thing it's going to take is a little bit extra money. You know, it's a lot cheaper to go out and buy uh, processed foods, highly processed foods, than it is to, uh, it's much cheaper to do that than it is to go get the healthy stuff. But uh, that is cheaper than eating out. It is cheaper than eating out. And the other thing that it is, is that it's cheaper in the long run because of the doctor's bills. Ah, yes. So, um, coming from the fat guy. Anyway, um, stay away from desserts and sodas and set the table and enjoy each other's company. I mean, that's so important is that we're, we're, if we're a family, we need to be conversing as a family, spending time together as a family. So that's one thing that you can do as well for Lent. Forgive and pray for those who have hurt you. 
you know? So it it's sometimes it's hard to forgive someone, especially um, for the certain ways people treat us, but truly allowing the Lord to come into our hearts and forgive them of that and praying for our enemies and praying for those who hurt us. It's just, it's a Jesus thing to do, but it can be very difficult. So that's something to try to take up this Lent. And the final thing they list here is um, stop trying to take the salvation of the world on your shoulders. And I think I never thought about that until I read this website. And I thought, wow, that's actually a good point. Because oftentimes, you know, whether we realize it or not, we might try to say, well, I have to do this because if I don't do it, well, no, no, no. <laughs> Jesus saved the world once. He doesn't need you to try to save it every day as well. That's his job. Let him do his job and you do yours. And so what is it, what is it that is our job? Our job is to follow Christ, um, to try as we follow through these 40 days, 40 plus days of Lent, uh, to have spiritually grown and be renewed by the power of the Holy Spirit through the passion, death, and resurrection of Christ that we might be able to experience the pouring out of the Holy Spirit uh, onto the apostles and our whole church. And it's through this, this experience of Lent that we are trying to reach into eternity to be with Christ forever. So let you know these are just different ways. But, you know, going back to the whole idea of prayer fasting and almsgiving, you know, trying to enter into more of a prayer life. That's that's my goal, is that we can make every moment a prayer, right? Every experience we have can be a prayer. What does prayer mean? It's an experience of being with God and talking with God and conversing with God, also listening to God. So we can make every experience a prayer if we allow God into it. Fasting from... Um, any number of things, fasting from harsh words, fasting from foods, fasting from activities. Um, you know, we we fast from these things that can be good, but also in the same breath can bring us down. So we got to focus on how we are experiencing um, the life of the church in, in our fasting and almsgiving. Finally, giving of ourselves in ways that might hurt, might hurt, but that would be beneficial to ourselves as well as the community. So back to my prayer, you know, I said, I'm going to try with the whole reading this this book and um, reading its uh, experiences of prayer and encouragement. The fasting, yeah, that's probably one area that I need to focus on a bit more in my discernment and preparation. But like I said, maybe the uh, uh, fast food, you know, I don't need that food. I need to go to the grocery store. I hate going to the grocery store. That's going to be a true sacrifice for me because I find it painful. Be Dude, you got a Walmart? No. Well, you have yeah, a Walmart, I mean, it's closer to go to Giant Eagle and they have better produce. Do you have a Walmart? Yes, I have a Walmart. Do the Walmart pickup, man. They have that at Giant Eagle in Meadville too. Then there you go. I know it's no an excuse. excuse. It, it's it, I have dumb excuses. Um just like everybody else. But then the almsgiving, you know, I hate to break it to everybody. I don't really have money. I know, like everybody thinks I'm just this loaded guy. Well, priests make, don't they make like oh, 200 yeah. grand yeah, a year? Yeah, yeah, right, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, uh, 30, try, try again, like 30, 33, <laughs> 30, 34. Anyway, um, so I'm probably not going to be able to give up too much. But you have time that you could. Exactly. And that's where I'm going to focus my almsgiving on, is on um, how I'm going to give my time in my parish community as well as um, the community in general. So... That might mean some more work on our podcast stuff because this is a community or or uh, working in the parish doing specific things. But that's where I'm looking at. How about you? So I, I mentioned 
uh, I want to pray uh, liturgy of the hours for yeah. my my prayer, um, and maybe once or twice, or is hopefully more. Go to Stations of the Cross. That'd be nice. Um, <clears throat> fasting. Um, I'm giving up alcohol, and the reason I'm doing that is because I love alcohol, and this makes me sound like an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, well, because I don't um, think our listeners know I collect whiskey. I have I, from my standards, I think a pretty impressive whiskey collection upstairs. Yeah, and I, I, I really enjoy in, enjoying it. I don't get drunk. I hate getting drunk, uh, but um, it's something that I like to have a drink after dinner or before bed every night. And it's something that is a, I believe alcohol is a good and sure. God gave us this wonderful drink, especially yeah. whiskey. And uh, God bless all the distillers out there because uh, we need more good whiskey. They're doing God's work. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, no, and and like like we've said, you know, and, and it's going to be something that's hard to do. Yeah, and I want to take that and turn that into prayer. Yeah, and so that's that is my goal this Lent. We're going to get you drinking water. I know you don't like the taste, hate, but we will. Yeah. I will figure out. A I way. drink. I drink water when I work out, and that's so maybe that's what I got to do. I got to work out twice a day <laughs> in the morning and at night. There you go. Or I'll just move my workouts till nighttime. And then I don't have to worry about drinking because you don't want to drink alcohol before you work out. You know, a real suffering Lent. You want a really suffering Lent? What's that? Give up not only alcohol, but your coffee as well. No, I can't do that. You know how painful that is? I did that once. <laughs> Biggest mistake of not just the alcohol coffee tea. thing. Can I do tea? Well, I mean, it depends. I mean, if you decide that you're giving up ca- uh, caffeine, then no, you can't do tea. But if you're giving up coffee, well, yeah, you could switch it to tea. I'm a coffee nerd too. Like I got... The French press, got the pour over. I grind mm. my own coffee. The only thing I don't do is roast my own coffee, which I have Yet. a buddy that does. I was to say, yeah. wait a minute. Yet. Yet. <clears throat> Cassandra, my wife, if you're listening to this, birthday present or something, <laughs> anniversary yeah. next September. Not, we got to talk about coffee. We might have to do an episode on coffee because it just, it's such a good topic. But do you have the, the coffee that is the rifle coffee? Oh, black rifle coffee. Yeah. I subscribed for a while, and then it's it's expensive. Yeah, you, one I hate doing a subscription. Yeah, although I found yeah. uh, the the uniform shop. It's a local yes shop in Erie that had they they sell police uniforms and uh, fire and nursing scrubs and stuff. Uh, they have it there. You, you can just go in and buy it. It's a little pricey. It's good stuff. That's what it's not heard. the best I've, I've had, but it's good stuff. Okay. But anyway, yeah, so, you know, if you really want a suffering length, give up your coffee. But- yeah, I don't, we'll think about that. We'll think about that. See how holy I can be. And then almsgiving, uh, I want to be more involved in my parish. And I'm not going to mention my parish. On, no, it's a good here. thing, though, is to be involved but- in your parish. And I encourage everybody to be involved in their parish because um, you might think that it can all be done by the priest, but I guarantee you as someone who is barely awake half the time, um, you know, it, it's exhausting. Yeah. So I, I've already reached out to uh, the priest at my parish and offering my services. And so we're going to meet here soon Good. To, to, to talk about some of that stuff. But yeah, those are my plans. Good. Good. Well, we hope to hear from everybody that's listening about your Lenten practices. Uh, you know, uh, go on our website and comment on the podcast episode. You can. There's a nice comment section there. Uh, let us know what you're doing for Lent, or maybe on Facebook before you give it up for Lent. Maybe, maybe you could uh, say that you're going to listen to all of our podcasts. Oh, 
that might truly be a fa- a, a suffering thing. <laughs> that might be a true suffering thing. Especially so. the first couple when oh. our audio quality was, or we were just so Whoa. nervous. Hi guys, <laughs> welcome to the Emergency <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> so oh, that, so might, be a, that might be a true suffering. But um, you know, getting uh, you know, maybe it is giving up social media, but let us know on social media before you go, why we won't see you for a month or right. so. Right. And make sure you subscribe first yeah. and do all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And make sure you're, you know, if you don't, don't give up podcast relent. We're not, we're not asking you to do that. Make sure you keep listening right. to the podcast. <laughs> so, um, you never have too much of that. No, no, absolutely. Good not. Catholic content. That's right. And if you need other Catholic podcasts, there's a whole list on our website that you can find. So right. there are people you can unsubscribe from. So you have time to listen to that's us. That's right. That's right. So like Joe Rogan, he has three hour podcasts. You don't need three hour Delete is and listen to all of them. Like ours. I say to the uh, people in my parish, my homilies are never more than three to five minutes because I get bored listening to myself talk. So you can come listen to us for an hour. You know, it's not that bad. I don't exactly. know. Some people say that I talk too much, but you know. I've never heard that once. That's their problem. Never that's heard that's that their once. problem, not mine. Um, but, you know, so let us know what you're doing. Let us know what you're doing because the only way that we can get through our Lenten practices uh, well, is if we do them together as a community. And you know what? I, I want to say right now, if if we have if we have more than one person who posts on our Facebook page, yeah, of what they're doing, yeah, I promise to hold some kind of accountability group of some kind. I think it's a good idea on our Facebook page because there is a Facebook groups option in our page that we could do that. So yeah, I think Perfect. that's a good idea. Let's do that. If you want some sort of accountability for your Lenten practice. Go comment on our Facebook post about this and then join that group. And if you're not on Facebook, find us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, go to our website. We will reach out to you somehow. So do that. Do that and join us. So we need more than one person. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I love you if you are just one person and maybe we can just dialogue back and forth on, on Messenger. But if we can get more than one person, so that means get your friends to listen to this. That's right. Get your friends to do this. That's right. And, uh, and we're going to... We're going to start something new. Yeah. The next big adventure, like it's on our website. Yeah. The next big adventure. Join the next big adventure, a resource for Catholic life, sharing grace, encountering grace. I just love those taglines. Not love that I wrote them or anything, but um, <laughs> but no, seriously, enjoy uh, enjoy this Lent. Don't let it be something that can be painful. Let it be something that is spiritually uh, enlightening and uplifting. Um, join us for this opportunity for true uh, a true experience of mercy. So that's all I got on Lent. We're going to be doing a lot in the next few weeks on Lent, so not just in the podcast, just in general. So make sure you get out to your parish and and, um, have an opportunity to experience um, all the different Lenten practices. Yeah, absolutely. And eat a lot of fish. There's going to be a lot of fish fish for us. Me neither. No, I'll have the mac and cheese. That's fine. Yeah, I, I, when it comes to fasting on Fridays, I really do because there's not a whole lot that I'll eat. Like, I can't go a day without meat. I feel like I'm going to die. So on Fridays, yeah. Fridays for just forget it. I don't do anything. I just want to lay around and Then I think die. maybe we should like start planning to record our podcast episodes on Fridays. What? That'd be so boring. Nobody would want to listen because it'd be just... Oh, I'll just force you to get, you know, get higher energy. Yeah, I don't think that'll work. Uh, anyway, all right, that's it. Peace, that's, guys. That, that's it. All right, God bless. God bless.